Welcome to Southpaws, episode 496. There's just too many subscription services. I'm Saverin. I'm Fuzzwolf. And I'm Shiva. Have you guys heard of this Delta Plus? It's this new shit. It's not even like the airline. It's like some new streaming service. Apparently it's spreading across the nation, takes your breath away. Real shocking. It'll leave you on your ass just after a little bit of exposure to it. <laughs> and here we are again, my beautiful friends. It is... 2020 all over again it feels like and we're here in person still for the time being uh recording at shiva's place and hey i bet you guys will notice that stupid little hum from last week is gone because a button on my on my external m audio device had gotten pushed and it was trying to provide phantom power which is not needed for these type of microphones hit the button on the ipod oh okay i'm trying to hint to you by directing a light there and i'm like fuzz is flashing his light at me like you're illuminating the the traitorous piece of hardware here no no i'm trying to get you to use the ipod i'm just like fuzz you're you're flashing your light at me here let me flash you myself Woo! there's my tits it's great that this is an audio (laughs) podcast you guys are missing out yeah (laughs) And we're professionals. Of course. We are famous podcasters, I'll have you know, and I am a famous audiobook producer. (laughs) It was nice, though. Some poppy fur on Twitter had been posting about how, you know, who says you can't learn stuff from the fandom? I learned all the rules of football from this book about a gay tiger and his twink fox. And it was a cut of the out of position by Kyle Gold. And there was multiple people in the thread that were like, oh, dude, you need to totally listen to the audiobooks. And I was like... (sighs) Oh my god, people still remember those, because that was a while back. And then they were like, but the sixth book doesn't have an audiobook yet. And I'm like, yet? (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) So I'm working on it. Actually, yeah. So unfortunately, fortunately for everybody involved, but unfortunately for me in terms of being able to produce content, Panther is not going back to office anytime soon, and all of you guys have essentially kind of gotten back to that same spot. So... Yep. I'm getting a little couple more pieces of hardware that allow me to literally haul everything back into my well sound insulated bedroom closet because that works. I recorded the audio for Cruelty and Unconditional in there, and by God, I'll just do it again mm. because it is way quieter in there than with the AC unit in the bathroom right near my office. So hey, that's cool. I've got 20% of the audio for titles recorded at this point. Oh, great. Yeah. What so. day was it that uh, you guys got the word that you're coming home? Is that Tuesday? Tuesday, yeah. Tuesday? My, on my Monday, funny enough, I had asked in uh, the LBGT Alphabet Soup uh, channel at work, because we've got now got one. Cool. Uh, if any of the folks out there had any, you know, lesbian-friendly hair people, because it was coming up on RTO and I needed to get a haircut. And they started sending all kinds of cool suggestions and I was looking online to see where they were. And 30 minutes later, there came an announcement to everybody of, oh yeah, we're going to full-time remote again. And we're, we're, we were planning to return to office in September. That's on indefinite pause now. It's like, oh. 30 minutes ago, I started looking at something to, because I figured they're booked for a couple weeks, da-da-da-da-da. Maybe if I do it now, yeah. and by mid-September, I can get an appointment. <laughs> and then 30 minutes later, they say, yep, nope, that's on pause. I'm like, so it's me finding this appointment. Mm. <laughs> One, COVID. Two, don't want to have to pay that much money 
again so quickly. I'll just wait. Did Did you get it buzzed up at home then? Because you do look like you've you've gotten your heart your heart did. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, Nuxy actually okay. trims it up. I'm thinking of just buzzing mine off uh, entirely again and letting it grow because I'm like I never did get around to going and get uh, getting a proper haircut while I was in the period of time where I was in the office two days a week and now we're like full-time work from home again and things are getting kind of scary out there so i'm like yeah i might just give another buzz again you know maybe not go all the way down to like one again maybe go to like a two or three go for the full vin diesel (laughs) get out the razor get out the razor no i'd probably i'd cut myself so many times it would just it would be really gross because if you cut your scalp doing that just bleeds so bad i know i know and i'm just thinking of like me being like honey can you come help me and tyran comes into bathroom and it's just blood everywhere just slips on the blood it looks like a fucking <laughs> horror movie <laughs> that'd be bad would it really be tyran you say asking for help or would it be the dog no it'd be it'd be tyran because <laughs> I, I can imagine if i was covered in blood the dog would probably flip out i mean not that tyran wouldn't flip out but i think he'd be able to swallow it a little more to help me like stop the excessive scalp bleeding <laughs> you know I, i'm just imagining my bathroom mirror with like a big bloody palm print on it or something like, blood is so slippery then like you know when you're delirium you just write lol in the glass <laughs> then like you forget about it and you come back later and you're like a ghost a blood ghost <laughs> Yeah, if you say bloody fuzzy three times in a mirror and turn the light out, I appear behind you with a scalp wound. (laughs) 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 I'm just like the worst ghost. But I don't actually haunt you. I'm just like, hi, how you doing? Yep, I'm still bleeding. Yep. Can I go now? I really want to put a bandaid on this. (laughs) It's like, uh, just want to let you know, um, I think vinegar works for carpet stains. I'm not sure, though. I'm just a ghost. Drip, 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 drip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, you have white carpet in here. Wow. That's, uh, that's not great. <laughs> you made a real mistake trying to summon this ghost. <laughs> though, speaking of vinegar, just, you know, tangent off that shit. Um, I, <laughs> Better vinegar than blood. Yeah. I, <laughs> I made some fridge pickles, and I completely forgot to bring them tonight. Ajax grew this enormous cucumber, like literally the size of Adam's torso, and probably about... I I, I should have weighed it before I chopped it up, because I bet that was probably like a five-pound cucumber. Yeah. It was a big-ass cucumber. It's huge. But I made sure that I, you know, I kept some of the seeds from it that didn't get cut. And so I'm going to try growing some of those next season that it's eligible. And then I made some pickles. And apparently it's very, very simple to make fridge pickles. It's like one-to-one water and vinegar and then spices. And you make sure that everything's submerged for 48 hours or longer. And there you go. It's extremely easy. (laughs) So I made French onion soup. Well, it was when we were recording last or something like that and this involved cutting up so many fucking red onions and when we got done we still had a lot of red onions and there wasn't any more room in the pot and there's still more red onions so i took two of the large 
pickling jars I had and stuffed them in it. And then one I did like you did, just vinegar, water, and you know, warm it up. And one I added a couple of like peppercorns and some bay leaves, and the other one just got straight vinegar to see what the difference is. Uh-huh. Because there used to be a uh, restaurant I worked adjacent to, and like they were part of the same company. I didn't work directly for them, but they're the same ownership. So I ended up going there periodically, got a, a discount. And they made these sandwiches that were phenomenal. And they had some kind of magical pickled red onions mm. that they put on these. And I have not been able to recreate them, but I keep trying. These are also not a recreation of these, but they came out really good. So I've got two jars of pickled onions in my fridge. <laughs> it was funny because like i had that i have i still have a gallon of pickle juice that i got for patrick and almeida like pre-covid it, it was like eight dollars for this gallon of dill pickle juice that i got at town talk in like 2019 are you supposed to use that to make pickles with or no is it like- it's literally like the pickle juice like you can drink it as an electrolyte replacement and it's real popular for pregnant women and trans people because it's super salty and i'd gotten it for them and never got it to them. And I was like, can I use this dill pickle juice to make pickles? Actually, no. So I ended up making my own. It's real simple, though. Um, these should be simple. kind of spicy. <clears throat> I added a little bit of a little bit of garlic and a little bit of habanero sauce, not the habanero powder. Mm-hmm. We'll see how they turn out. Add a couple nugs of Maui Wowie, and it'll be just an <laughs> amazing. That's disgusting. Weed pickles sounds disgusting. Um, and I also have in the fridge, I made dilly beans last summer. I think I should make some more again. Dilly beans are you take green beans, stuff uh-huh. them vertically in a jar, make a pickle brine, stick it in. Um, and I actually can these, uh, and a whole bunch of dill, fresh dill, and a couple of cloves of garlic that you smashed up, um, and you let it sit and it do its thing, and they're really good. See, I was thinking, like, dill jelly beans, question mark? <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure green that beans. that existed. They come in any flavor. <laughs> green, green beans, and they're even still slightly crunchy. They're not mushy. Nice. I like pickled okra. I haven't um, tried pickle. I'm going to try to grow some okra next season. Mm. Panther doesn't like it, but I'm like, I can eat okra all day. Like, Vash like uh, deep fried okra. Oh, I love and deep like, fried okra. Mm, <clears throat> the only way I've had it that I really like, I've had it in some Indian dishes. Uh-huh. And, but they usually really stir fry that down so it's kind of crunchy. Uh-huh. And they toss it with some kind of spicy sauce. Yep. And I like that. But I didn't grow up on okra, so it's kind of one of those weird foods. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because okra just grows in the same general, like, latitudes around the world, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm. Um, <laughs> and so, like, yeah, it's super common in Indian food, but it's also very common here in the U.S. Yeah, and you hear so, about it in the U.S. South. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, I've always had it fried okra, like I like pickled okra, I've stir-fried okra, okra. Shrimp, scampi, okra. I'm just like, yeah, going to go into the Bubba Gump, like, (laughs) uh, fried shrimp, not fried shrimp, fried okra, stewed okra, okra a la king, (laughs) okra tortellini, I don't know. (laughs) I'm sure you could do many things with it, it's just, I like it, and I haven't tried growing it, but I'm going to try next time. It's supposed to be wicked easy. Yeah, well, like, my yams, super easy, onion, super fertile, but... If you fuck it up, your onions don't actually grow because they're too fertile and they fill the pot and they're like, well, I don't have room to grow, so I'm not going to grow anymore. Carrots kind of the same way. If they get too close together, 
I've been watching a lot of gardening videos lately, so between that and watching, like, 15-minute tutorials to reset my, like, audio devices to sound right, I've been watching a lot of, like, random adult shit on YouTube. It it's almost feels like I'm, like, looking up how to fix a VCR kind of thing, because it's this very specific mm. thing, and I felt really lucky because I found a dude that was like, here's how you do the settings on your this very specific DBX-286S audio compressor deesser and he did this 15 minute video of setting everything completely it's like all right and this is what it sounds like if it's off and this is what it sounds like when it's right and this is what it sounds like when it's wrong and i was like oh shit and that was super helpful and left a you know thank you comment on the guy's videos but it's it's been a little nice to try to focus on adulty things Mm-hmm. But, you know, we are in the fandom space, veering, like, careening recklessly towards the return of conventions. Mm-hmm. Um, Actually, Megaplex is going on right now. Yeah, I was actually going to bring that up. Oh, because, okay. Uh, I've seen tweets from both Kage and Pepper Coyote that uh, they're there. I think Pepper, Pepper was the one that was like, I'm going to Megaplex. Please don't touch me. And I'm like, all right, well, I have a massive degree of sympathy for the, the con runners of Megaplex right mm-hmm. now, given the state of COVID in Florida, with their horrible ass government. We and, know nothing about that. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. Texas and Florida, we're number one. Oh shit. Like, yeah, I'm real interested to see how that goes because I know that furries have been champing at the bit for a con to come back we got this and the next weekend there's another con and then third weekend august we got or fourth weekend we got fucking uh siesta siesta so denver is coming up soon and they apparently have a cap of 2500 and they're taking pre-reg and they're only 200 people away from hitting their cap so that's actually a pretty fair sized con yep so Woo! You know, and right now we're like, our official plans were to deal at um, Siesta, ACFI, Furry Invasion, and BLFC, and FurFest is going to post details about opening up for dealer apps like August 15th, so we had hoped to apply to deal there as well, but we're, um, I talked to Tieran about this, and it's like, we might make a call, like, the week of Siesta. Like, I kind of pitched a fit at work of, like, hey, you know, they, yeah, they better fucking let us work from home full time. <laughs> And I don't know, it feels it feels weird to like go to a con while after pitching a fit. Yeah, and not even that, just the fact that like multiple businesses, people I know that work various day jobs are now in a position where their return to office has been cancelled or postponed. You know, you, Panther, my job, there's others out there as well, and it's just like, okay, so companies are taking this seriously again. Governments are not. I don't know if we talked about this last week or not, but I think it's Aza Hutchinson is his name. He's the governor of Arkansas. Yeah. And the legislature had passed a law that said that basically nobody could do a mask mandate. And it didn't have any exceptions, and he signed it into law. And now shit is real bad in Arkansas as well. And school is about to start up everywhere. And so he was trying to get the legislature back into like an emergency, emergency session to carve out a exemption for the school system so that they could mandate masks in the schools. And I 
don't think it worked last I heard. So, and I know here in Texas, slightly different, but similar situation. Our governor put that in an executive order and teachers groups have been begging him to make an exception for the school system and no movement on that. Schools start soon. Yeah, our friend and, who's, you know, the the gal who's coming over to visit this weekend is in school and they are fucking terrified yeah. because, you know, they there's a whole bunch of stuff. Like if someone tests COVID, they can't make them go home. They can come to school even if they're asymptomatic. There's no desk shields, <sighs> no masks, no nothing, just business as normal. Yeah. And she's worried that kids are going to start dying. Yep. Or... or- the kids will bounce back and recover just fine, but they'll they'll take the virus home and their and parents else. will start dying. And yeah, and everywhere else. And it's like the governor of Texas seems bound and determined to be like, everything is back to normal. We're going to treat everything like it's normal. There's no mandates. We're not canceling school. We're not doing anything. You know, there's vaccination programs, but I'm almost sort of like, at this point, everyone in the U.S., at least, who has access to a vaccine is probably vaccinated. You know, like, we're down to the holdouts now, and they're actively trying to convince people to get vaccinated. And it's it's real interesting, because I got a couple things on the topics this week of people that they either, they fucked around and found out, whereupon they're dead— Mm-hmm. fuck them and then the people who are desperately ill and going oh god oh god oh god please get your vax mm-hmm. it's very much the it's not real until it happens to me i'm the protagonist of reality type shit and it's very prevalent in conservative circles where it's like it only happens to other people like there is a video of a dude in the icu who's like taking a second to talk after every breath about how, like, I, I fucked up, please get vaccinated, like, nobody should have to sit in their hospital bed and make plans for their funeral just in case. And it's like, yeah, yeah. you thought it was fake and gay, and now your family, like, survived, but you might not. Like, there was a dude, a anti-vax Texas Republican leader dies of something. What was that? Uh, you know? Well, uh, here's this, uh, this headline. In Washington Post, Missouri County Coroner removed COVID from death certificates to quote unquote please grieving families. You you can't. Yeah, like, to, to, so they don't want to go on the record as having died of COVID because they fucked up. Yeah, and you you showed the Onion article. It was like an Onion headline. It was like oh, it begs to be said that oh, you died of asthma. Yeah, yeah. Tell the world I also had asthma. Conservatives begs doctor before dying of coronavirus. Um, But the good news is, and this is, like, will enable a lot of people that aren't a death cult, uh, the FDA is giving final approval to the Pfizer vaccine by early next month, Mm -hmm. which means that government will force it onto the the military, so yay for that. But also, like, alright, it's no longer an emergency use authorization, you can't say it's not tested, you have to get the vaccine or you don't have a job. And there are companies that are doing that. Also, um, I read a thread from Cheese today. I think you, that's how you pronounce her name. I'm not sure. Uh, anyway, the um, Moderna vaccine should have FDA approval. I think she said either end of this month or next month. Yeah. So, like, so they're both. Those are the two big ones. Yeah. People are running out of excuses to not be mm-hmm. vaccinated, short of pure obstinance. Yeah. And, like, I've been in a couple of, like, 
chats where some dipshit will come in and try to pick a fight and everybody like tells them to eat shit and sometimes a mod kicks them yeah or immediately someone like me deflects the conversation into talking about cool ass masks because like we ajax found uh or actually yeah it was ajax who retweeted a thing about razor's techno mask thing yeah, that they're yeah. still working on like it would have been cool to have last year but they're still working on it yeah. project hazel i think it's called yeah that's project hazel and then there's the zooper mask which is honeywell partnered with will i am and uh, that one's already out but it's in very limited release because it's dropping like limited edition shoe drops basically yeah um and like i'm uh, i signed on to the mailing list for both of those so that you know hopefully I could get one. But honestly, the best masks I've found are these black disposable N95s that are folded in half and individually wrapped. I brought hmm. one just in case I needed one, not as an example. And the thing is, though, is that they're they're rigid, so they poke out like a little muzzle, and they give you that... Sorry about the noises. I put the wrapped I, thing back in my pocket. Can I pocket. see that one? Yeah. Um, and, and so they, they are not right against your, your nose and mouth. There's a little bit of space there so that you have more freedom to breathe. And cause I noticed with some of the other masks, like if I was running or breathing heavy or something like that, and it would suck that fabric right into your mouth and it's really yeah. uncomfortable. Can I open this and see what it is? Yeah, go right ahead. Um, it's resealable though, so just so don't just rip it. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, like I had the realization today I, I, I was like, where the that. fuck did all my masks go? Because I have a rack for my masks. And then mm-hmm. I had the realization like I would grab a mask Sorry the about rack, the noise, guys. <laughs> go to my car, and then I would wear it where I was going, and then I'd take it off, set it in my the little thing underneath the armrest there. Yep. And then I noticed today I had literally like four mm. or five masks there. And then I was opening my bag for the setup, and one of my masks was folded up in there as, like, a backup. <laughs> See, I want to take this and draw, like, a little nose pad right here uh-huh. and do, like, dog lips. <laughs> yeah. Literally make it into a muzzle. Well, I mean, I could. Honestly, what you could do also, because you'd be double masking, is you could probably wear one of those furry designed masks on top of that. Yeah. With this one, you could just, like... Or get a little bit of pink paint. Yeah. And, like, the top here has a metal strip in it, so once you put it on, you you can press it down and conform it to the shape of your nose. Um, And then you just fold it in half like that, and it's, like, super portable. And, like I said, it's it's an N95, so that covers you. So, another thing that's happening this weekend is DEF CON in Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. What an unfortunate name for a con at this uh, time. It's D-E-F. I, I I know, I understand. Uh it's but it's just it's it is a unfortunate. <laughs> black hat conference generally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought it was not specifically black hat. I thought it's it was a lot hat. of black hat. It's got a lot of government spooks. You don't want to bring oh, a, never see, take a phone, you don't want to immediately smash with a hammer the moment you leave type places. Right. Yeah. See, I thought black hat hackers meant they're hacking for nefarious reasons and then there's yeah. gray hat and well, there's white hat. And then there's like red team type people who are like pen testers and stuff. Yeah. Um, it's just all kinds of security and hacking. Yeah, it's security yeah. and hacking and all sorts of nonsense. Like don't take a phone that you don't want to immediately smash with 
the hammer to this conference or a laptop. That yeah, I, I remember and hearing like disposable credit cards, that kind of thing. Yes. And I remember you they know. did uh, some tests there uh, in 2020 on like some or 2019 and 2020 on the voting electronic voting yeah, machines and see how easy it was to hack. Surprise, surprise. Pretty easy if you know what you're doing. Yeah. So if certain you, ones. Yeah, certain ones. So like if you have bad intentions and want to steal an election, it's not hard for people that know what they're doing. Yeah, basically it's the ENS, I think's the company name, and they're used in places where, boy, there sure is a lot of variances between polling and outcomes, like in Tennessee and North Carolina. Mm. Um, Texas has paper trails for all of our shit, so it can be easily tracked, but they don't. For some reason, mm. I think Missouri, like there's a couple of states that, and this is not conspiracy brain. This is like a lot of the lawsuits trying to call into question mm-hmm. uh, Smartmatic and such is that they're trying to cause states to be like, oh, we can't trust these machines, but we should totally be able to trust these ones that don't have a paper trail. Yeah, and- like the, that, that one voter machine company actually sued and won against the MyPillow guy for defamation, though. Yep. And, and uh, was that like Diebold or something? I think uh, I don't remember. I'm not exactly, sure. But point. yeah, it was one of the big ones. That's like one of the the trustworthy ones. Yeah. What's know, interesting too is that with all the remember the Kraken lawsuits. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Apparently, a lot of those like the the sanctions hearings are going extremely poorly against the lawyers who tried to file those lawsuits, <laughs> and the judges are going, "Hey." You got sanctioned real heavily over here. So guess what? You're getting in Colorado, too. And you're getting it in Arizona, too. And you're getting it pretty much everywhere because you dumb motherfuckers filed extremely spurious lawsuits on a very serious topic and a gross use of your education. Yeah. And you're going to owe a lot of money. Oh, so on that, uh, so there's a um, uh, there's a local webs uh, website. It's like news and community and culture called uh, Central Track. Uh-huh. It's like DFW based. <laughs> At the end of last year, apparently annually they do their top twenty dipshits of the year that have brought shame to the north texas area and one of them was the lawyer who was one of the main lawyers on the release the kraken one so she was listed and that lady that owned the hair salon and decided to defy the mask order was also listed and basically the big three of the Texas government were listed: governor, lieutenant governor, and attorney general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I was ju- I was just amused that they have a top twenty dipshits of twenty twenty. Texas, and it's like yeah, forever Ken Paxton, forever fucking Abbott, Abbott, yeah. And uh, but Dan Patrick is the lieutenant governor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fucking ghouls. Yeah, you know, I thought things would hopefully go well once Dan Patrick wasn't the AG anymore, and it's like, no, nope, no, nope. Ken Paxton's a piece of shit too. So, yeah. yep. Oh, so here's uh, if anybody remembers the Vagenda of Manicide. Oh man, I used oh, yes. to, I, I listened to them in high school was... and like I didn't know at the time how like political their li- their lyrics were. Yeah, but they, you know, they... you discover it later and you're just like, Yeah, man. Some of those the workforces are the same that burn crosses. <laughs> No, this particular thing was the Gulf of Maine gun shop. This was the person who posted, 
This was in 2015. Beware the Beast, Hilda Beast Clinton, and its Vagenda of Manocide. Yeah. We riffed on it at the time because that's funny and deranged, and then we had 2016 and the intervening four years. Fuck. At the time, it was funny, less so in reality in the end. But there's like, brown shirt demon rats are coming soon to your hood. Death camps begin. Send libtards to Venezuela for socialism ABC Bernie style. Are the Demorats taking bribes from the drug cartels for open borders? And other such nonsense. And for you some sound reason, like weekly world news headlines. It really was. Like, <laughs> they didn't have social media. They just had their sign. Yeah, apparently somebody, it, it, there was comments under that thread. And apparently somebody interviewed the guy a couple years ago about why he did the signs and why he didn't like the internet. Because he didn't have a Twitter to put these out. So he just put them on the signs and I haven't read that article yet, but I saw it linked. So yeah, it's uh, probably an interesting read. Nathan Bernard on Twitter. I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah, he interviewed the guy. He's like anti internet and anti demon rats and libtards. <laughs> Odd. Like I remember that kind of rhetoric in 2005. So very clearly this guy never moved past like, Oh shit. What were some of those websites back in the day? I don't know. There's they've, they've evolved into terrible things like, you know, parts of Reddit. Oh, so like, uh, something awful portal of evil. I feel like there was another one. Free Republic. That's it. Freepers. Oh, okay. That was another one is of those. Size, is that size still around? I, I don't. I don't know. Yeah. Um, it was just one of those arch conservative uh, own the libs websites, oh, like, but like from Breitbart that era. Kind of, yeah. yeah, and like it was like contemporaneous with like Fark. Yeah, remember that? It's still around. I know the name. It, I've never been there. Yeah, it's like a news aggregator, but only a single page, and not like Reddit. Like I've only ever been to Reddit when somebody like links a Reddit post in the show chat or something, and if I happen to catch it and 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 click it, uh, but like I've never actually like browsed their threads or anything, and I'm just like. At this point, I'm like, I would, I should really just get off of Twitter. I should really just stop. And so I definitely don't need another site to, to sink hours of my time into. You know, sometimes it's like you go to the, some of the more niche places, but like it's when you get the, the big broad web parts, like just, yeah, like games. And I remember reading anime. articles when like the Donald subreddit got banned and stuff because it was like people were planning insurrections and shit apparently so yay speaking of which that is also uh not going well apparently there's just there's so much crap about the trials of the people who were like uh arrested for the insurrection and stuff like that and the republicans fighting every step of the way against the commission investigating it and shit like that and it's like i guess once the fear is not in your veins anymore of imminent death then you start fucking towing the line again and being like no we don't need to investigate that it was just a a locker room like interaction. On one hand, they say no, no, it was all Antifa and Black Lives Matter people and socialists, and then on the other hand, they're like, no, we don't need to investigate it. And it's like you fucking hypocritical dipshits. Just, yeah. Ugh. So shifting to a more positive topic, which is really cool and like aspirational, and wow, I like these people a lot, and I'm glad they're doing well. About mm-hmm. the Tenacious Unicorn Ranch. 
out in oh, Colorado. Oh, right. Yeah, I read the article that dropped so, on that recently. It was an article on Mill Magazine. I'll include a link in the show notes. And the, it's like, alt-right Coloradans went to war with an alpaca farm, and the farm won. The Tenacious Unicorn Ranch is, in many ways, a lot of the dream of a lot of the millennial that is getting fucked by capitalism. The whole, like, God, I wish I could just get a bunch of land, get my friends, and yeah. disappear from the grid a little bit. Right. Like, build a commune, build a tribal-type space. Um, and that's what they're doing. They bought a lot of – they have a chunk of land in Colorado. Yeah. It's an alpaca ranch. They make money by uh, growing – growing raising alpacas and selling their wool for yarn and making yarn from it and other such things. Mm-hmm. And they work in the local town and stuff as they're well. Also, yeah, they're also very handy, so they do like a lot of like contracting jobs and stuff for like local businesses. Um, as such, because it's a lot of queer people, mm-hmm. the local fash decided they were going to fuck with them. And apparently that's a part of the country where the fash is very prevalent. There's a lot of three percenters, proud boy type people out there. They were getting harassed. They were getting death threats. And then on March 5th, they had two groups of men try to come get on the property. Um, it's like one pair were caught by the night guard around midnight, fiddling with the light and lock on the gate. Several hours later, two more people clambered across the field, flanking towards the main house. Our guy, James, a pseudonym, spotted them. He hit them with a spotlight and told them, remove yourselves or die. And they ran like jackrabbits. I credit him for potentially saving our lives that night. It was a literal wake-up call. And so basically the article is about how a lot of mm-hmm. gun folk and anarchists and the like were like, hey, we are going to hook you up. Yeah. And basically they turned it into, well, a, kind of a trans-armed compound. And that's kind of cool. Yeah. They're like, we have to protect ourselves. Mm -hmm. Um, We have to, like, we want to build this safe space. And to ensure that this space stays safe, we're going to become heavily armed and armored. And it's unfortunate that it has to be that way. But I'm glad that they were able to do that. And one of the people interviewed, they were like, they moved out there and they were one of the super anti-gun leftists, which... I can totally relate to because I I'm also pretty anti-gun, but when it comes to like fucking trans people defending their home, I'm like fucking load them up, you know? Yeah. Like I just I've hit this point where I'm like, yeah, queer people need to be armed. I completely agree because like yeah, this person would like they feel, and I don't disagree that they could have gotten like just mass murdered by a couple by armed motherfuckers in the middle of the night if they didn't have some sort of night guard which yeah you shouldn't have to fucking worry about that stuff and yet they did yeah and now they got guns they got armor they have better fencing better mm-hmm. camera systems and like it's an article that is very positive because it's like hey you know these guys face threats and then people came together and lent them time money and expertise yeah. to better defend themselves and sure there are some locals that don't like them obviously the people that are like encroaching on their land and shit but apparently there's a good chunk of locals that do like them that like them in the town there and will like forewarn them when they hear like shit being plotted and stuff like that so like it's good to know that they're not alone that the people outside their community have their back and yeah i'm not at all surprised that the anarchists and what was the other group just basically left-wing gun folks yeah like socialist rifles rifle association yeah like it's good that they got their back you know Um, like they have a comment from the uh, local sheriff because they are like we don't trust the cops 
Nah. Uh, but in an email, the sheriff says his off hasn't contacted the ranch since spring, but hopes the members will report any threats. Early on, there were a couple of incidents where an, quote, anonymous source was called to complain about the way the animals on the ranch are being treated, and a deputy went out there one time. We found the animals were all in very good care, and so we haven't listened to any other complaints since against the folks there, he writes. Which is, I mean, I'm not pro-cop by any stretch, but it is good that he was like, we checked it out, it was bullshit, so now we're ignoring these yeah. anonymous tips so like because honestly you know for the cops it's a fucking waste of time if every other day they have to send somebody out there to check on something that they know is bullshit so that's that's good but, uh, but yeah the cops are not probably not going to be rushing to their aid either so it's good that they have the means to defend themselves yeah. In an America hostile to queer and trans people, the ranch is evolving into a rare radical blueprint for securing agency and joy in wide open rural spaces through strong community support. The timing couldn't be more urgent, with homelessness and violence rising sharply in a trans community in recent years. It's what's propelled Nelson to join Penny as co-owner in the endeavor just months after joining the ranch. It's like, holy shit, this is doing something that a lot of people dream of in a way. It's like, I, I yeah. want to get a chunk of land and have people live there that need it you know mm. it's like you want to build your own little tribe and it's funny because like we were actually both panther and i we were looking at houses and he found a spot in <clears throat> south of dallas it was like here's a house that has two fucking acres yeah like, the house is sort of dead center into the middle of it but you have this massive massive enclosed backyard that you could like put up a guest house in you've got a front yard that you could probably fit two regular houses into and so it's like this is a huge chunk of land that would be so versatile and you could totally put like here i built a bunkhouse for let's build that furry commune type thing yeah and the other cool thing about uh tenacious unicorn was like they had a really successful gofundme and you know part of it was used to like totally secure their facility which they did you know like you said to improve fencing camera shit like that uh but they had also planned on expanding the ranch and buying some more of the land around it and they actually decided to not do that and instead they directed the funds towards another group in arizona who is setting up who are setting up something similar there for indigenous uh, queer people it says yeah which which makes sense that like if you have a big outpouring of a, a big amount of money coming into you like that that you would like spread it around to other parts of the country where because you can't get all of the the queer indigenous people and trans people into one area you know there's going to be people that need help all over the country and so yeah i think that's definitely a good thing too so that's another project that you know what to keep an eye on it's just it's a really cool spot and like positive media stuff about this can only really i mean they already have a bunch of hate going their way but now more people will hear about them and yeah. like potentially support them and be like, oh shit, I would love to do that myself in mm -hmm. other locale. We also got the documentary to look forward to as well. Yeah, that uh, Ash and uh, Ash Coyote is working on. Yep, uh, that'll be coming out here soon. We'll have to definitely have to get our hands on that when it comes out because that sounds like it was a real interesting time because she was out there recording during all this shit that was going on in the article. Mm -hmm. So it was apparently pretty hairy. Yeah, and uh, she had people. Threaten them, the yeah. camera crew, you know, threatening like, you better not be filming me. It's like, like, we well, don't want your crusty you, face. 
you should fuck off then. But yeah, I, I saw that and I was like, that that's really cool. Like I'd heard about it and seeing this article, it's like people really came out of the woodwork to help them. That's encouraging. Because mm-hmm. I mean, unfortunately, you know, the <laughs> government ain't here to save our asses. We're only going to have to, we're going to have to save each other as best we can. Yeah. You know, it requires like dramatic protest to try to get the eviction moratorium like uncanceled. And, you know, we've got, all this precarity going on it's like you have to help other people around you rather than try to hope oh the government will do it because man fucking democrats don't have the goddamn spine to do shit it feels like yeah you know a lot of the it's like well biden won trump's gone but ain't done shit for me man like i know there's some stuff that happens but it's like you know you you guys have control of all three you need to get some shit done like break joe manchin's knees and throw Kristen cinema down a mine shaft and fix that problem (laughs) in minecraft hashtag video games and you know solve that fucking problem um somebody made a really good suggestion about what to do with joe manchin and that is uh, leftists need to start running ads in West Virginia, and it'd just be like, hey, this is what your senator is stopping you from getting, you know, $15 minimum wage, expansion of Medicare, you know, this, 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 like everything that is like on the table, but they can't do without him nuking the filibuster. Like, mm, no, I don't think so. You know, and just I think he just likes being in power. He just likes feeling important. You know, it's the same reason Mitch McConnell does what he does. And he's getting like a lot of press, you know, and and, and I guess even bad press is good for him. I guess he likes the negative attention because a lot of the press is like, hell, there was that thing a while back where like, you know, when they wanted to give additional stimulus money and Joe Manchin was standing in the way of it. And even the Republican governor of West Virginia was like, I don't know what the fuck he's doing. Like, he's like, dude, was, shut the fuck up. Stop it. Yeah. Is he like a senator or something? Yeah, he, he's, he's a the Democratic, Democratic senator, senator from West Virginia. And he's literally, he's the Mitch McConnell of the Democrats in a way. He, Except he's not pushing through anything that he wants to get done like McConnell was. Yeah, he's just like, mm, I don't feel like working today. Yeah, he's not ramming through SCOTUS nominees or anything like that. He's just, he's just being and a And it's dick. also pretty fucking telling that Lindsey Graham, the Republican senator from what, South, South Carolina? Carolina was on his houseboat, his being mansions, and got COVID. Huh. So I you know, I saw Lindsey Graham's name in the news the other day, but I didn't like follow up on it because I wasn't in the mood to depress myself at the time. Uh yeah, he he got COVID and I'm like He's a senate he's a senator. He'll get the fucking best of care like Trump and Pence both got COVID and yeah. They and did very would, well, apparently. And apparently he was like, I really hope that I can convince Trump to go all in on telling people to get vaccinated. And I'm like, it didn't work when he nearly fucking died in December, so I doubt it'll work now. Yeah, if if Trump didn't go balls to the wall on, on pushing vaccination when he himself had COVID, it's not going to happen now. Especially for, like, Lindsey fucking Graham. And, like, the thing, and for a while, Trump was trying to be like, this is the Trump vaccine, this, you know, and, and brag about it. And, you know, and Biden did say this was a vaccine that was developed under a 
Republican administration and released under a Democratic administration, like basically trying to do the whole, this is a bipartisan vaccine, Republicans and right-wingers, please get vaccinated. And, you know, I saw a tweet that I that I couldn't help but agree with. I was like, where they were like, call it the Trump vaccine. I don't give a shit. If it gets the rest of the country to get their vaccine because they love Donald Trump, then, then fucking call it that. It doesn't matter. Because the bigger fucking picture is that we need everyone to get vaccinated and we need to stop the spread of this before it fucking keeps mutating. Um, oh, and uh, that uh, uh, talking about Moderna, some, uh, something else that was in the thread I mentioned earlier, you know, they're getting the, the FDA approval probably in you know, a month or two. But there was also talk about booster shots um, and how some high risk people may need a booster shot before winter. But they're also working on developing a, an annual booster shot that would also be a flu shot, so that you could you'd basically go and get your Moderna shot annually. That would be updated with any new COVID variations and uh, well, so, with the regular flu stuff as well. I wonder if that would lead to basically, okay, we're going to do flu shots on Friday. Flu slash COVID, because on Saturday you're going to feel like shit. Sunday you'll be a bit better. You'll be fine to come back on Monday. Like, go I, into the office and you... Because we get our flu shots through work. They just come in yeah. and... Normally, normally I do too, but I always do it on a Wednesday. And as a partial teleworker, I'm at home on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So I didn't get mine in 2020. No, but I was thinking if that became... Like if like the, the norm. Yeah. If oh. with the Moderna, you're still getting... If you still, after if, booster, you're still feeling like crap after you get it. Yeah, because I know some people have like a really sore arm after an annual flu shot. I've been relatively lucky there like like one year out of five i'll be like fuck my arm really hurts but i'm also wondering if because we've already got the vaccine in our systems that it maybe the, the annual flu shot and the the upping it your body won't react as much because it's already like oh i know what what this is oh it, this shit again yeah this shit again and maybe maybe if you did have a bad reaction to this vaccine, maybe it wouldn't be as severe going forward. And it would also just be a, a one-shot annual booster. Uh, but it's good to know that that's being worked on um, as a potential solution. <laughs> but yeah, we really need to get people vaccinated you know frankly by hook or by crook and like yeah i I understand to an extent people that don't trust the government but like god it is really hard to square that with y'all need to get this done like i I don't even know if like with polio if it was an option or not you know didn't i don't know if they polio had like this whole thing going on or that the whole nation was like here give me a shot that stuff is awful um no there were there were anti-vaxxers then mm-hmm. and the uh the supreme court i think in 1905 said yes you absolutely fucking can require people to get vaccinated you know i saw a thing was like there's always weird luddites or weird anti-vaxxers weird anything yeah like there was anti public electrification oh uh, when for like when, when street lights when were getting, street lights were getting turned on and power lines were being drawn people were like oh this will cause you know electricity is so dangerous putting it in the cities will kill everybody well, it, what? it'll put all the coal smiths out of work. and like they, and the lamplighters 
So one reason I've heard that companies have not been requiring people is just because of the FDA backing and that yeah. if they do it without the FDA signing off it and it kills you, blah, 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 they're then liable. they're liable. Yeah. But once it's got an FDA sign off, they've got the leg to stand on to go, no, hey, government says it's okay. Same with the military. The only reason that some soldiers haven't been getting vaccinated is because it's, you know, emergency use authorization. But once it's gotten full FDA approval, it's going to go straight onto the mandatory vaccine list. I think Biden's already said or Biden or someone in the administration is over the military has already said the military is getting vaccinated. Yeah. Um, same with the VA. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody yeah. that works in the Everyone VA system. Everyone that works in the system, yeah. Um, and I, I'm just looking, like, I hate that these episodes turn into, like, fucking goddamn it, COVID, fuck, but... Vaccine cast. Vaccine cast. Like, look, please, for the love of God, I'm so sick of this shit. I want to go hang out and do shit and suck dicks, but I can't do that. And, and like I told you guys, I had to cancel my birthday celebration this weekend. Yeah. Because Dallas is spiking red again, and I don't want to kill my friend. Or yourself. <laughs> or myself. Well, myself would be my own goddamn fault, but my yeah. friends, you know. But yeah. there's an article or a headline on Twitter, as like, I, I misread it initially. It said, it says, alarmed Louisiana residents turn to vaccines in darkest days of pandemic. And I was like, okay. But I misread it as armed Louisiana residents and I'm like oh shit what's going on no it's alarmed residents and they're saying that the vaccination rate in Louisiana has quadrupled in the last week you know what that's a good advertising move though if the if we could get the NRA to back vaccines you you know get your shot so that you can take your shot you know uh People were like, you should really do the adversarial thing. It's like, if you die from coronavirus, those libs will keep power and no telling what they'll do. We're going to have gay Shirai communism. And, and bonus like, points for mispronouncing that. Exactly. <laughs> bonus Shakira communism. Those hips do lie. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's like. And the headlines like, "Look, for fifteen months, I've, for fifteen months, she's been surrounded by suffering. This time is different," she said, because it was worse and unnecessary. And it's a quote from the New York Times article, which unfortunately is paywalled to hell and back, so I can't read the article. But it's just like, oh, yeah. I just googled a headline and I find another site that basically it's does the, it, yeah. does the edited highlights. But it's I, I just I had misread that as armed Louisiana residents because he had fucking. Marjorie Taylor Greene encouraging people to, like, threaten uh, vaccine people with guns because we're a Second Amendment state. Talking about fucking Alabama has, like, a 30-something percent vaccination rate. What does Second Amendment have to do with... It's it's coded language. You should threaten people with guns. People, you know, she's a fucking fascist. What do you expect? We should seriously have people make ads where they're at a shooting range... And they fire a bunch of shots at the targets, and then they show the camera on the targets, and it's just vaccine needles hitting the target. It'd be like, get your shot. Yeah, it's like, we have to appeal to these motherfuckers to get them to, like, reverse psychology them into doing it. Yeah, like, like, like hit them in all their insecurities. Be a real man and get your shot. The only reason to get your shot is if your dick is thinner than this needle. And or to not get your shot. I yeah. fucked that up. But yes. You know what I mean. Yeah. Take out a Super Bowl commercial. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. You know. Get all of the the or get the NASCAR people involved. You know? Crack open an ice cold vial of Moderna. <laughs> You can't crack open a cold one with the boys if you don't get your shot. 
I works for necrophiles too. You know, can crack open an old one, a cold one, or an old one, grew, or an old one, and have a group orgy <laughs> without getting you shot. Christ, man! Speaking of cold ones with the boys, the fucking London this weekend because of the soccer was so noisy. I ended up bailing early because I was like, "Nope, nope, nope, too much." Don't too- you mean football? Yeah, something involved a ball and feet. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was I Mexico love- versus U.S. So, so I, I love real the um, the Anakin and Padme meme that's making fun of American football. It's called football because you use your feet, right? Right. Yes. So, shifting back to uh, more furry topics, how y'all feel about TARS? Obviously. You're you're a fan, Shiva? Yeah, just a bit. For the bonus episode that we recorded last week, Fuzz and Ajax and I watched the first half of Centaur World on Netflix, and uh, we were kind of mixed on it. Yeah. Ajax was like, I'm going to rewatch it. And you, Fuzz, were kind of like, eh. I'm done. <laughs> and I ended up watching the remainder of it because I want to talk about it a little bit this week. Because an artist posted about it from, with like, drew a character from a scene in, like, episode five or whatever, when they're in the, the prison underground with the Moltars. And that got a bunch of other artists to start watching it. And now I've seen a few more people talking about it, a few more people involved. And apparently, and I didn't know this at the time, Megan McCarthy from uh pony mlp was involved in this is involved in this show she's one of the really head writers i think Hmm. um i saw her name in the credits i thought the name was familiar i was like wait a minute oh okay there's that and i did end up finishing the season Mm -hmm. um and you know honestly like it's not bad Mm. like i it came out and i immediately forgot about it but now that i've watched the whole first half of the the show i'm like all right, yeah, I'll watch it when the second half comes so out. So ends on a cliffhanger? Or? Um, yeah, basically they make it halfway to the halfway point, essentially. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh no, the the Nowhere King is revealed and such. I did um, like that song. Yeah, like, he shows up and he's spooky and goopy and, like, a proper <coughs> monstrous villain. Mm-hmm. who looks more appropriate for the human world with the edgy monsters and not ah. the, you know, rainbow gumdrop tree tars and talking leaves and such of the centaur world and there's like some parts that are real dark yeah and then there's some parts that are like hey it's the kitty cat the cat tars like there's a whole episode about the cat competition where it's every day they have a competition for a sash and part of the sash has like part of the key that they're after incorporated with it oh and i was like oh yeah, a, a lot of the characters in the show are really unappealing, and I'm not going to see a lot of people make furry art of these characters, um, short of, like, horse, because she's just your standard anthro, not anthro, uh, feral horse, but the cat tars, I could totally see people having some fun with, because, hey, guess what, they're kind of catty, but not really. Mm-hmm. Like, there's the orange tabby cat, this, like, the big kind of bear daddy guy with the chest hair, and I'm like, that's kind of a <coughs> cute character design, I like him, um, even if he's the heel of the episode. But I have seen some people uh, drawing goofy fan art not not any like rule 34 stuff but there are people watching the show now i've seen the stylized in front of the clips i can't imagine any rule 44 that wouldn't be like two picasso paintings (laughs) trying to fuck uh yeah that's a good description (laughs) like there's this there's like i think six whole pieces on e621 last i looked like three of them is like a procession of glendale (laughs) getting glazed like a fucking donut and looking very upset i I, know she looks more like 
Well, she's doing like she has the huge fucking eyes, and the third panel is like her eyes like halfway twitching, <laughs> and it's like, all right, yeah, that was the expression on those pictures sold me though. That was just that was funny as hell. I don't like this game. She's just watching fucking arcing ropes of jism flying out. I don't like it when the wet stuff gets in my portal tummy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you you cannot come inside Glendale, but yeah, like it's it's very hard to do anything sexy with most of those characters. Like Mama Wink, I could see people kind of doing stuff with, but like the giraffe dude and Ched and because you know the the real success of a show is how much Rule Thirty Four it can get, <laughs> and I'm not kidding because if it doesn't. Make enough people horny to draw fan art of your show. It doesn't have enough penetration to get haha penetration to really get into the internet's consciousness. Right. Yeah. Um, and like this happened with a show that James and I watched. Shit, what was the name? It was the Michael B. Jordan mech oh, show that was on. I heard that was Genlock. So Genlock, yeah. Yeah, it had like David Tennant in it briefly and stuff. Uh. Um, and it was a CG show on Rooster Teeth, and, like, the first season happened, and it was pretty cool. I enjoyed it. But it was so locked behind Rooster Teeth's bullshit at the time mm-hmm. that nobody really watched it, and as such, there was no Rule 34 about it. And then the show disappeared off the radar for, like, four years. Because oh, uh, it, lame claim to fame time? I know a furry who worked on that. Yeah. And so, like... It's re- it was announced that it's now going to appear on HBO Max, apparently. Or what, Genlock? Yeah, oh. the second season is getting a second season. It is getting a set. Uh, wow, that's after like three, four years yeah. or something. And that's- it was really funny too because um, the I like Tuca and Birdie like went away from Netflix and actually just got greenlit for a third season. Yeah, but like people didn't draw anything out this character, despite everybody being an adult, but like one character, uh, which is unusual for one of these kind of shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was recently announced that the game Paladins, which is a kind of like Fortnite-y but magical themed like Battle Royale game, I think, mm-hmm. was doing like a Genlock crossover and people were like, that's like four years too late. What the fuck? And apparently it just recently got announced that it's getting its second season. So, cool. all right, cool. I, I thought the visuals in it were pretty cool. It's kind of neat. Like the whole, the, the, the gist of it was like the main characters can download their consciousness into the robots briefly, but you have, you can only do it for so long or you'll get trapped inside and die. Kind of like an anamorphs. You can't stay the animal yeah. form too long. And then like one of the main characters was like severely uh, disabled in the, like the opening of the series and like. He was wanting to be like, you know, what if I just stayed in the machine when it's like, but you will go nuts. And he's like, but I have you guys as my friends to keep me. Anyways, it was a neat show. And it's surprising that it came back. And yeah, like I said, Tuca and Birdie, great first season on Netflix, somehow didn't get renewed. Mm -hmm. I think it was around unionization. Yeah, a lot of people think that because Lisa Hanawalt, the creator of Tuca and Birdie, was one of the key people on BoJack Horseman. And BoJack Horseman's studio or animation staff i'm not sure exactly unionized and like while they have since said that that was not what led to bojack having a final season they were always intending to wrap up the show which is good because it would have gotten really stale if they dragged it on there are people who suspect that tuca and birdie didn't get renewed because a lot of the same people including lisa were 
were involved with Two Gun Birdie. But now it's getting a third season on Adult Swim. Yep. So, like, I don't know if they still have uh, as much titties in the opening, but it uh, it's good that it's getting a second se- or third season. I think she said that they, they had to tone some stuff back, but it's still surprisingly like the way it was. Yeah. I mean, they're kind of like, look, they're they're bird tits. It's not it's not supposed to be titillating. Ignore the furries, but you know the building is titties funny though. In the opening, it is funny though that Lisa Hannawalt totally knows what furries are. Oh yeah. Um. It it, it like there is a uh, an art book that's in a similar style as the Art of Zootopia book. Uh-huh. There's a BoJack Horseman art book, and um, and she writes the forward in it and apologizes to the furries that they don't have tails. <laughs> The, uh, I mean, it's kind of like the, the Kangy coins from Australia. My employers did not know what furries were, but I did. Some of the other insight into that, which I found interesting, was uh, the artist was like, the, um, the Australian Mint was the client, and they had pretty specific ideas about what they wanted, and they had, like, some examples of characters and stuff like that. And uh, the artist basically listen to what they had to say it was basically like you want furries like that is exactly what they were describing but the execs at the mint don't didn't know what furries were but that was basically exactly what they described and this artist was like well shit i can do furries what's kind of cool about that though is the the um the furry Olympic art for the special coins is on like the doors of the Australian mint like nice. like those big sticky things that they, you could put on glass and whatnot so like people show up to work every day and uh, some of us like man imagine like going to work every day and walking through these furry doors <laughs> well like uh Qantas was like hey what if we do a, a wrap on one of our planes for the Aust- for the olympics yeah. yes that's and right. they had a couple designs featuring the kangies yep um i got my coins finally so that's really cool Good, um, good. I got my two sets. I got two sets. I got one of each character. <laughs> there is a third set that has both the characters on the cover and has a third comic on the inside of it. Oh, so, shit. so I've actually ordered more. So I ordered like the third one so that I'll have all three, but then I <coughs> also ordered another whole set, which I will probably put in. If I get it, it's eBay and I haven't received them yet. Yeah. But um, I'll put them in like a charity auction at a furry con at some point. Coins Australia says they still have sets and they're still the same price as when I purchased them, but like. They I, went away for a I while. I think though. Saria in the fan chat was like, You're why I can't get these things locally. <laughs> Mm. I'm like I'm sorry. I'm I kangaroo currency. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Bit bit kang. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, I think they turned out more popular than the mint was anticipating. They're not even on their website anymore. Yeah, because they didn't know about furries. But the furries knew about them. I guess furries ordered them from all over the world. So, <laughs> Yeah, because their website was like, hey, our shipping's taking a while, just so you know. Yeah. It's like, yes to COVID, but also... Fucking furries. <laughs> but they're really cute. I wonder so, if anyone is actually using them as coins in Australia, though. They're, they're, they're legit $2 coins, but who the fuck would spend them? Yeah, like, I mean, if... If they send them to banks and stuff like that, just in rolls, 
then yeah, I could see that. But when you buy them from the mint, they're in this nice little portfolio. They're all in a little mountain there. And they have the comic and they have the art and stuff like that. And I really can't see somebody like popping open one of those coin portfolios and being like, well, I'm going to go buy five sodas. <laughs> so I don't I don't know. Um, Australian listeners, if, if we have any, let us know southpaws at gmail.com if you know these are actually showing up in circulation there like i feel kind of bad for the australian fur that it's the only way they can get it is they get lucky at it at a woolworths getting change <laughs> yeah i was surprised how small they were like, yeah they're really tiny like i imagined in my head like some sort of what you think of like a commemorative coin where they're like like the fucking like a challenge coin like, yeah like that kind of size and i was like well, oh they're little they're but smaller again, than an american quarter we don't really ha- use change in dollar amounts here like there are dollar coins but everyday people in america don't generally use them that much we're we're rapidly moving towards a cashless society here, which oh, my God. is going to fuck up a lot of like poor people, unfortunately. What's up, Shiva? Uh, in the dealer chat, they they finished the tip jar of the butt. Just the t- uh, oh, oh my God! That's so cute. <laughs> so basically, it was I think a butt vase or something, mm-hmm. and they painted it to basically look like their fursona's butt, and then did like a little laminated badge thing <laughs> for the tail that says "just the tips" with like in parentheses because I can't fucking talk. Oh, none of us can talk tonight. It seems. In more positive news, um, positive. Positive. I took the dog out to the Dallas Farmer's Market last weekend. That was fun. Oh, that I hadn't dog. I that yes. in a while. Yes, and when I say the dog, I, I'm talking about Ajax. Right. Like, we, we just call him dog because that's his pet name. <laughs> um, like, if he was a Therian, that would make him very, very happy and very waggy. But no, he's just... He's just Ajax. He gets waggy anyway. Yeah. So. Um, but anyway, yeah, tell us about the farmer's market. So I have never been to a farmer's market. So uh, I had not been down to that farmer's market ever. Um, I'd known about it. I know there's sometimes little farmer's markets. There's like some up here um, at the park at, uh, shops at Willow Bend. Sometimes in the mm-hmm. parking lot. There's uh, one actually right near here, Shiva, by the Winco. Yeah. Every uh, Sunday, like noon to two. Yeah, it's or real, eleven to two. Yeah, it's really short, but it's some local people bring fruits and veggies and breads and yeah, there's some other shit too. But mm-hmm. it's it's a farmers market that's right nearby, and but this was a much larger one. Well, not much larger, but it's larger. And there's like associated little shops. There's a little mm-hmm. indoor area that has I mean, it's like a permanent thing, it's a permanent it's thing a that's throughout kind of the week open that has like food and veggies and little restaurants and mini bars and stuff like that Mm -hmm. um but this was nice because it was just like people from the surrounding area came in there's people that had veggies and honey and wine and cheese and uh frozen meat there was people that had mushrooms they grew they had but they weren't the fun ones unfortunately Mm -hmm. um spice mixes there was a dude who had like really cool laser cut wood layered artwork oh neat that I was like, shit, I, that's really nice. It's also real expensive. I know why it's expensive, but that's really cool. But it's yeah. outside my budget right now. There's some dude selling pralines. I got some extremely good but stupidly named hot sauce. Uh-huh. Um, from Clowns on Fire! 
Let's see. We got spelled with a K. God. There was at that one. There's been a ga- gal that makes her own jams. There's a bee guy that comes. What are they called? I um, got some bourbon barrel honey from a dude from it's like Hill Country Farms. Uh, bourbon barrel aged honey, and it was super good. Very expensive, but very good. Oh, I think it was mm. arepas. Uh, I don't know. It's some. It's a Mexican uh, sandwich you don't see much. Basically, they make like a pow- uh, patty out of basically like tortilla makings, and then the middle is stuffed full of something. Yeah, whether it's beans or sausage. So or... it's kind of like a. It's like a Mexican thick... gyro. No, it's more like a thick pancake. Okay. It's stuff in the middle. That like, sounds griddle good. it. Oh. It was really good when I tried it. Yeah, like the they had the whole like little row of food stalls. I got some really good bao, the little uh, pork mu- pork roll mm-hmm. muffin things. Those are really tasty. Mm. Um like came with a little like uh it's like yeah, make it all myself and she had some like red pepper oil that was really good. Uh Ajax got some really good um it was a bratwurst from this one farm like she was running a her food stand she had the rest like the meat frozen you could purchase but also she was like selling it cooked and that was ajax's breakfast um mm. so that was really good there was someone who was like hey you know do you want to buy a garden box but i ended up getting some spice mixes some of that hot sauce some pralines two bottles of wine thing of honey and i think that's it but like, what's funny is the wine I got. One, it's a an orange. It's an orange wine that kind of tastes like a dreamsicle. That was their goal, mm. and it's pretty tasty. And then she had what she termed mystery wines because they were bottled but not labeled. Oh, and then put in a box and forgotten about. But the corks were intact and it's still sealed. But she's like, I don't know what flavor this is. I don't know what fruit this is from. And it's like they have cherry and strawberry and raspberry wines that are the red colored ones and Mm -hmm. so i have a red bottle of mystery wine sitting on my countertop for me to get ambitious and try it (laughs) it's like it's wine it does a trick and it does that trick well what flavor is it red Um, because it's not grape wine like nothing they have was grape wine they only had fruit wines um 10 bucks for uh maiden the area fruit wine Sure, why not? Yeah, totally. I really treated it like a convention. Like I, I went to the vendor hall, and this mm-hmm. is a vendor hall for white people and the like middle aged white people. You are a middle aged white person. I know. <laughs> I'm just deciding that I'm gonna lean into it, do that hot dilf shit. <laughs> I'm gonna garden. Like I'm gonna do the five G's: gay, garden, grilling, gaming, and gay. That's my goal. <laughs> Double gay. Exactly. So you got it. a bracket of gay. I saw you tweet that. And I got the reference and yep. I was like, ah, oh, yes. That's what my fucking uh, Twitter profile says right now. Because, um, yeah, like, I'm gardening, I'm cooking, I'm playing video games, like, I'm doing these things. Um, and so, like, yeah, like, I treated it like it was a. A fucking vendor hall, and I had myself a good old time. I brought a hundred bucks cash, and I spent it all. Nice. You know, it's going to to local artisans who make food and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, "Hey, Ajax, you ever been out to Canton?" He's like, "No." You want to go out to Canton? You're gonna drive? He said, "Yes, I'll drive." Mm-hmm. Uh, Canton is a big old. It's like Canton first Monday trade days. I think I don't. It's not first Monday, but it's. It's a very, 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 very large, like, flea market that takes over a good chunk of the town. Mm-hmm. Like, it has large areas of dedicated shops, and, like, there's the mountain, which is a section that goes up the side of a local hill 
that like it's built into the side of the hill like there's stairs up like you, you go to there they literally do this they have a tram not a tram fucking you, chairlift not a chairlift god escalator <sighs> little ride to the top roller coaster you can get like a the ride, little train thing uh, yeah like a little train not a train thing god damn it why am i fucking up my words so badly here and I didn't even, like, give you a beer or anything. This is all natural. <laughs> or is it the concussion still lingering? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> like, I have I have knocked the words out of my fucking skull. But anyways, you can get a ride to the top a of the hill. A fucking minecart ride? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, they put you in a minecart and there's a redstone power and it shoots you up the hill. Just watch out for creepers. Anyways, you get a ride to the top of the hill and you walk down. Because walking up would be stupid and hard. Yes. But you can make your way down the mountain going to the various shops. Because we're all middle-aged white people and our knees are bad. Exactly. Yes. Um, but I told Ajax that I would take him out there and we'd have to make a weekend of it because Canton's like 60 miles east. It's northeast of Tyler, I think. Yeah. It's a bit of a drive and I'd be like, we'll make a day of it. I would love to go. That sounds like fun. And I was like, we're going to do this like the first weekend of October. Okay. Because Panther's not going to go. You're not going to go. Ajax would love to go. I would love to go. Okay, well, <laughs> let's talk after the show. Um, but <laughs> it's like, all right, we're going to do old we're going to do old man shit. Let's go. Let's go Ajax. So, when you say the first weekend, you mean the the Saturday the 2nd, the Sunday the 3rd, right? Of October, yeah. Okay, yeah, because the weekend after that is, is furry invasion. Is Akfi, yes. Which right now, who knows if any? Uh, if uh, yeah, this good is all giant fucking events. asterisks and shit. Yeah. So yeah. first weekend, I'm aiming to do Canton. Second weekend, Akfi. Third weekend, my parents have already asked me to do a show. Fourth weekend is uh, November's setup for first Monday in Weatherford. So every mm. weekend in October is already fucking. No, no. Fourth weekend is I'm doing getting together with some of my pony people. Oh, to do like, the, the to sort of a like, hey, we survived COVID. Let's go get barbecue together. You know, giant fucking asterisk on any of these plans right now, right? Yeah. Um, and then I think the next weekend is yeah. I have shit like, oh my god, my weekends are getting full of stuff. That's so weird because it's been a year and a half. Yeah, longer than a year and a half at this point, and so it's like. Oh, yeah, that's what having a busy schedule is like again. Weird. <laughs> but also, you know, giant fucking Astros got any of this given Delta yep. and Delta Plus and Lambda and Epsilon and Alpha EX Plus Street Fighter 3. Who fucking knows? Yeah. <sighs> but I mean, yeah. The, the only plus side of this is that we're all going to learn a Greek alphabet. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, you know, Spanish flu went through like 17 variations till it killed everybody. So, you know, we got a few more to go. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's a fun fact. Um, but yeah, like, if if I get to do that, like, October will hopefully be less hot, and it should be still pretty busy because people tend to sell a lot prior to Thanksgiving and uh, Christmas. You'll see less people in November and not as many people in December because it's fucking cold. Right. Used to be. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, you know. It'll climate... either be... It'll either be unseasonably hot or it'll be extremely cold. <laughs> yeah. So it will not be normal. October is going to be when we're going to try to go out there and do it. And it's like, look, you're going to go out there and people have just the most random shit for sale. And yeah, but it's something that Ajax was like, that sounds fun to do. It's like going to a giant garage sale and mm -hmm. it might be fun. We'll see if we get to do it or not. Because, yeah, we have Act 5 the next weekend. And uh, we'll have to plan for that as well. 
What weekend is this? Second and third of October. So okay. second and third of October. Um, it starts the Thursday before. So we would probably go out there Friday night or Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. And find then a hotel. Find and... a hotel and then come home. Because Canton's right by TRF. No. No? TRF's, TRF's down by Houston. Houston. Canton is east. It's between yes. here and Longview. Because where do you turn? Down TRF, you'd take I-45. Yeah, down. but I thought Canton was where you turned for TRF. But no. It must be, no, there's another sea town. I thought it was Canton. Corsicana. Anyway, Corsicana. Yeah. Okay. Ah, uh, okay. Anyways, yeah, like, uh, but again, we'll see. And it's just like, yeah, we're gonna go do, we're gonna do old fur shit. It's like, we're adults, we're furries, we're gonna go and get some dad shit for our houses. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. (laughs) It's just one of those, like, oh yeah, I'm gonna lean into, it's like I said, I was watching adult stuff on YouTube, like, gardening and how how to do audio thing, how to plant yam, how to deal with yam problem, when, when do harvest yam. (laughs) <laughs> well, I mean, you know, a couple months ago, I I did publishing university online edition over the summer, where I like I literally took PTO off of work because it was like eight hour days for three days in the middle of the week, and it was all webinars, and you know, it was a lot of useful information, and I'm like, so that's my my boring adult thing <laughs> that I do. Oh, God. There's like, if I didn't have a day job, I, I would be doing so much more with the publishing thing because there's, like, I've missed like three online cons where I was like, I could have gone to this virtually, you know, but a lot of them are like, you know, they're like cons. They start Thursday or Friday and I got to work. And it just seems silly to be like, I'm going to take like all these PTO days, you know. I kind of wanted to do the Nebula conference because, you know, we had a book that won an award and would have been nice to see it live. So, oh yeah, huh, Pokemon Go, they fucked up. Yeah, so, oh, is this because of the, I think, I don't know if you mentioned this last week or not, but the distance thing changed? Yeah, they made it so that the interaction radius for a Pokestop is 40 meters, but that means that you have 20 meters on either side of the stop to touch it from. Mm-hmm. And except it feels like it's not really 40 meters because mm-hmm. GPS drift means that, like you can be standing right on a thing and you just drift out of the way where you can't touch it anymore. One of the major things, and it was a big accessibility thing and, you know, keeping you from trespassing, was that 40 meters interaction distance meant that you could touch things a lot further and would account for gps drift because that also happens at gyms where like if you're at a gym and you drift out of range in the middle of the countdown you get kicked from the lobby Mm. and there's nothing you can do about that because they've made their interaction radius so small gps especially publicly available data sets are not very accurate so you can go all the got all over goddamn place like i'll access if well prior to this i could sometimes open my phone and i would be like over near the airport and then my character would be like oh shit bloop and show back up where they ought to be but just you know that's the nature of the beast and so like it's made the game a lot less accessible to people that are disabled it's put people in situations where they if they want to hit a Pokestop, they have to, like, veer towards a playground, or they have to get close to buildings, or, like, oh, there's a water tower Pokestop that, at um, Addison Circle that now you have to literally be, like, hugging the fence to touch. 
there's now Pokestops that you can't access from the street, but that are inside the com- the apartment complexes there. And so, like, in addition to making those inaccessible for anybody that doesn't live there, um, it's also made it just less accessible for people with disabilities. Like, So, did they make it even smaller than pre-COVID, or about the same as pre-COVID? It seems slightly smaller than pre-COVID, which, you know... If, for anybody that started playing the game during COVID, mm-hmm. like they've only ever known this massive interaction radius and it lets you spread out further during raids. It lets you not like I'm walking by a park and can hit the Pokestop. So I don't have to walk towards the playground and have some random mom freak out because you're holding a phone within 50 yards of their precious Caitlin and matey. I mean, know. with Delta and Delta plus though, they really need to roll that back. Yeah. And it's, shit is not like, over. outside of the COVID thing. It's bad. But now with COVID, you know, they're like, Oh, it's over in the U S and now it's like, we're hitting numbers worse than June of last year. Yeah. I think in, in Japan, they literally are at the worst part of the pandemic. Mm. still right now which for them is fifteen thousand cases in a day but there ain't that many people in japan i don't know how much that is proportional but that's a lot proportional i'm assuming it's bad if they're saying it's the worst part of the pandemic for them yeah if japan has like a third of the population the united states does so they had previously tried to be really fucking good about it Mm -hmm. but i'm guessing the olympics didn't do them any fucking favors all the tourists coming in. They should have fucking canceled it. Like we should have canceled so many fucking things. I mean, I guess it got postponed because it would have been last year originally, right? Yep. Because it's every four years. Um, I guess maybe they're running. They're worried about bumping up against the 2022 Winter Olympics, but oh no, it's like they used to. Like we didn't have Olympics during World War II. I don't think did we? There was some before. Yeah, I think uh, 36. No, didn't Germany... Was it Germany at, like, the 38? Wait, no, wait, no. 38 wouldn't have been an Olympic year. Yeah, it was probably 36, maybe 40. Yeah. I don't know. I'd, I'd have to go and look. Anyways. Yeah, Japan's having a bad time of it. What do you know? But, you know, yeah, I know that these are old, long-lasting institutions, but, like, serious shit happens in the world. You know, wars, plagues, natural disasters, like... You got to take that shit into account, you know, and the whole world's on fire. Maybe don't have the Olympics for a cycle. Like, it's it's not going to kill us to not have the Olympics. And, like, yeah, I know it really sucks for the athletes that, like, literally tra- literally trained from childhood to do this. But people dying in an out-of-control plague is more important. I've been muting Olympics-related hashtags on Twitter. I'm just tired of seeing it because I... I really don't give a shit about the olympics in general anyway and this year right now it's just really fucking annoying that it's happening at all you've gone quiet saffron yes i'm looking at cursed information on twitter don't do that yes no but what about this knoxville tennessee person who wants to run for the city council who tried to cancel the knox health department because they told her no what the fuck is wrong with you urine therapy is not actually useful do you not use it for ear infection pink eye or insomnia it does not have so many uses what do you just pour urine all over your head i do not let them believe that (laughs) uh i i do not know it's like this is for, I've used urine therapy for ear infection, pink eye, and insomnia. So many uses. 
Someone's like, insomnia? How? Our urine is not waste, but excess. This includes hormones. There's a website called Aquarius the Water Bearer that has many books on urine therapy. Ugh, some new age bullshit, man. Mm. Man, oh man, oh man. You know what? We're past an hour and a half of this cursed content, and I think we should stop and have some cake. What do you guys say about that? Yes. So we're going to wrap this shit up. We're sorry this episode was so COVID heavy, and we're really trying not to be depressing, but god damn it. I hope you guys have got your act together. Otherwise, you're free to perish. But for fuck's sake, we're tired of this. It's been 18 months, goddammit. Oh, um, so on the, uh, I'm only going to bring up this one last little bit about COVID because it has a stupid pun at the end. So the band, I think it's, uh, it's Outcast, kicked out their drummer because he wouldn't get vaccinated. And then it, they, were, they were going to go on tour. And uh, somebody replied, well, you got to keep them separated. Yeah, that's funny. So Patreon, patreon.com slash southpawscast, southpawscast at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to throw some topics our way, we are still planning to do episode 500 at Siesta. If we get to go, we'll fucking see. Episode 500 is coming up. That's insane to me. But yet, here we are. You can find us in the fan chat. Find the link in the show notes. You should go to baddogbooks.com and buy yourself some ebooks. Go to furplanet.com and buy yourself some physical books. I have recently acquired Misha's new comic, Liquid Courage, which mm. is a hot frat boy fuck party. Yes. And also Sam Picos's 2019-2020 art book. Or is it just 2020? 2019-2020. Okay. It's got lots of otters taken out the butt, as well as other non-licensed characters. I enjoyed it. You also have some other new stuff coming soon, right? So I've also been doing stuff where I've been ordering more distribution stuff lately, too. Uh, so there is another artist named Ink Tiger, who I think is in one of the dealer chat she might be in the deal chat that we share shiva hold on let me that name's familiar let me look right quick quick for... to e621 no no i'm looking at um my chat with her no. so i could get the name of the comic for fuck's sake i typed in ink tiger and my phone autocorrected i kroger yeah she's in uh, i think the knickknack so um she has released a i think 24 page comic called suds and sorcery um it is a mature comic it is a female comic it involves tentacles here's the cover shiva oh yeah this person got a nice art style so i like her style i have ordered some copies of her comic because she happened to mention in one of the chats i'm in the oh I have, I have a comic that I'll be selling, and I was like, can I DM you? Because you are a good artist, so your comic will probably be good also. So, so I've ordered some of those. You saw what Michelle Light commented in there about all the work she's got built up. Has she ever done an art book? Yeah, we've yeah. Uh, we did like a twenty or twenty fifth anniversary. It was a twenty five anniversary. anniversary. We did it in soft cover and hard cover. It's called So Cute. It nice. was like two years ago at ACU was unreleased. I have the production poster for it. Yeah. And what's really nice about that particular book, Shiva, is that it has a really very early drawing of hers of some like unicorn boy and mm-hmm. bought in like parasol gear from like 1996. Yes. And then the last image in the book is a 2020 version of that same image. Nice. 
Okay. Um, and you can kind of see, you know, the her, progression. her progression there. Yeah. No, I didn't actually see that comment, though. So if she's got more stuff built up, then, yeah, maybe I should tap her for a, see if she's interested in doing a volume two. We're here doing yeah, business. a lot of work built up. There's, she there's said she hadn't done this much work Judy ever a, since, like, her early, early days. A horse balls deep. Wow, cool. Doberman looking person. Yeah, Ink Tiger has a nice style. I like their stuff. I think I followed them on FA. Uh, I was like, that name's familiar. Well, Check I out think the they comic do, like, the I... little black cat that does, like, the pause and answers questions. I think so, too. So, yeah, yeah, because, like, a lot of her gallery is, uh, like, the ask images from Tumblr. Okay, because I, I only see... I'm, I'm looking at E621 because just wanted to see what... Oh, I, I'd gone to her FA gallery. Yeah, um, I well, don't watch her on FA. I watched her long before she became a dealer at TFF. Mm-hmm. Her stuff's been oh, good, and she's been progressing person. for a while now, and... She's just getting better. Oh, yeah, I'm following her. Very cool. Cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm following So you can check out her comic when I get it in stock. Oh, she just posted a wallpaper of a bunny. She's already Cute. shipped them to me. So. Nice. All right, well, that's yeah. cool. So, hey, furplanet.com. Buy uh, some books. And I've also ordered restock of Brayburn 609, so I have not gotten that order yet, but I'll, I anticipate being back in stock on that comic pretty soon. Nice. That's the one with Ollie uh, mm-hmm. and the door and the glory hole and the yeah. That shit's super cute. I also like the little side ones where it's like the kobold. Mm-hmm. Where yep. the kobold yep. pays a visit. And if you if you need a top, uh, I'm, I'm also, also available. Here. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's yeah. hot. Yeah. One of those. That's good hey, stuff. It's a- uh, but uh, Rukus, uh, we're doing some new art books for Rukus. Um, uh, which like I need Instinct to- Volume Three or whatever. Um, I don't know if there's a new instinct. There's Menagerie Volume 3. Uh, there's both a male and a female new volumes in the Menagerie series. Okay. So those will be coming out soonish too. Um, her novel that has uh, been completed and edited, uh, Kindred, will be re- releasing that in two parts. So we're doing Kindred North and Kindred, Kindred South. And that is currently planned for a release at BLFC. Asterisk. <laughs> Depending on if the con happens and, you know, if uh, we still feel safe in going to cons by October. I don't know if I feel safe going to a con two weeks from now, let alone, you know, October. But, you know, cross our fingers, I guess, that, I don't know, suddenly COVID is cured and it goes away forever. Yeah, well, that'd be nice. All right, so uh, other than that, don't find me. We're Do not perceive chat. me. Yes. <laughs> um, the fan chat's the best place to find me on the net. So that same goes for Fuzz. Uh, go to Fur Planet on Twitter. Yep. Do not perceive Fuzz. And you can find Shiva in there and nowhere else because she is very smart and has gotten off social media. So on that note, good night. And buy books.